Lurking in every human heart is a problematic lover who loves the darkness. Our culture has defined the best life as the life which always gets to do what it wants, a life lived without limits. On the other hand, Christ has given us a new path to walk, unlike the ways of the world. Walking as a child of the light is a true freedom because it lives in everything that is right, good, and true. These things do not enslave us, but free us. We live wisely, attentive to the will of God, speaking and acting in ways which build and nurture and nourish human flourishing. We embody, broken as we are, the kingdom of Christ when we love, forgive, help, serve, and care for one another. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. On this 12th Sunday of Pentecost, we are continuing a sermon series on the letter to the Ephesians. The title of this sermon is called Walking as the Children of the Light, and it is based on Ephesians chapter 5, verses 6 through 21. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon series is called Ephesians, a letter to and for the church. And we're finishing up today what I have been calling a sermon series within a sermon series. Because this section of chapters 4 and 5, Paul is using this metaphor of walking. Today is no different because Paul is closing out this section and by calling us to walk as children of the light. That is to say, to live um, and to be at home in the light. Paul loves singing to Jesus. I'm just reading in between the lines, but he He loves singing to Jesus. It is but one example of being at home in the light. In today's text, he calls his hearers to sing out. Let me hear you. He writes, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Well, he's calling out to us in the text to address each other, one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. I don't know what first century worship looked like, but I just imagine it being just lively and full of melody. Um, You know, lively and full of music, such as about processing up to the altar where the offering plates are are laid right in front of the altar. And um, instead of sitting down and receiving um, the the offering plate as it passes by, you actually are dancing up and you're singing and then you're placing your offering into the plate uh, like they do in the African church. I mean, that's kind of, that's lively and full of music. Um, Maybe the first century worship might have been, you know, on the, on the wild side. I'm, I'm talking um, uh, about, you know, I'm, I'm talking sitting in front, in the front pews, you know, kind of wild. <laughs> Maybe that's too wild for us. <laughs> so all, all kidding aside, we are talking here about joy. Joy 
Singing and making melody brings out the joy in our hearts for a good God, a good and gracious Lord and Savior. Be filled with the Spirit. Sing. In tune or out of tune, but sing. Hum while you do the dishes. Whistle a tune while you're out working in the garden. Sing. One of the uh, greatest tests of patience and endurance uh, this past year, this year of, or past 18 months of the pandemic, um, has been for, for Christians a test, uh, especially in certain parts of the country where it was, when it was told that you, you couldn't sing in church. Wow. Now, you might never know how important something is until it is taken away. So let's focus on the silver lining here and cherish what Paul is calling us to do as we walk as children of the light, singing as we go. Now, Paul regularly, he seems to quote songs in his letters, famously in Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, and then also in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. And he does it again in our text, verse 14. It seems to be a stanza from an early baptismal hymn. It goes like this. I don't know the tune. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Well, this stanza, it proclaims a truth of what has taken place for the believer, a resurrection or an awakening by the light of the gospel. Uh, this is our prayer each and every day. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. Each day we awake anew to the light of Christ shining on us. Each day we awake anew, awake in the grace of our baptism. Each day is a resurrection from death. Each day is a rescue from the deeds of darkness. Each day is a deliverance, becomes a deliverance from the clutches of the evil one. Lutheran hymn writer Martin Franzman, he wrote six hymns, and we use those six hymns in our, our hymn book, including Thy Strong Word, uh, hymn 578. We're going to sing it at the end of the service as our closing hymn. In February of 1973, Franzman wrote on, spoke on poetry at the Springfield Cemetery. Excuse me. Seminary. Hopefully it's not a cemetery. He, he spoke on poetry at the Springfield Seminary, and in the margins of his notes is this scribbled question. Does the devil really have all the good tunes? Later that year in a sermon at Concordia Seminary, Franzman gave a defiant answer to this question. No. As he said in that sermon, the old saw the devil has all the good tunes, is false, as false can be. The devil never created anything except that pernicious vacuity, the lie. The good tunes are God's. God makes music. But we just sang one of God's good tunes, didn't we? Uh, I want to walk as a child of the light. We sang that hymn. It was written by... 
and composed by Kathleen Thomerson. Now, she wrote that hymn in the summer of 1966 during a visit to the Church of the Redeemer in Houston, Texas, and she created a new tune for this hymn and set it to that tune. It's called Houston. If you look in the little notes at the bottom of the, of the hymn, and as you look at her biography, you get the sense of, uh, of the joy that she had living out her vocation as a church musician, as a composer and a music director. You know, there are people that you meet that you, you get the impression um, that they live in a joyful truth. And that's, I believe, captures Kathleen Thomerson as you sing her hymn that she wrote, the church's hymn now, uh, but you get that impression. You get the impression that she was one of the people that do what they do just for the simple joy of it. Do you know of any people like that? Have you met any? Um, you know, just they do just what they do for the simple joy of it. Do you know someone that does something for sheer joy, you know, uh, the guy who loves to build stuff, or the woman who loves to do something for the sheer joy of it. Even if they're not very good at it, they love it. As God's children, how do we live in joyful truth? How do we live in a joyful truth? Well, maybe it has something to do with God's calling and that his calling is not burdensome to walk as a child of the light. Maybe God's call in this text is less a demand to live a certain way or else. <laughs> maybe it's more a description, a description of something that God has created in you and created in me, a good thing which God has made and which is bearing fruit and flower already in our lives, which God is causing to grow. So let's investigate the text a little further. By using this hymn as our focusing tool, you can even have the hymnal open to hymn 411. This hymn captures Thomerson's deep conviction and personal sincerity. The hymn is filled with joy and longing. The hymn calls us to imagine that there is another way to live. And we just finished. I want to walk as a child of the light. That first person perspective is an invitation. It, she is inviting us. Uh, the composer is inviting us to join Christ, the light of the world in discipleship. A journey of faith. The second line of each stanza, take a look at this deepens this commitment. Stanza one, I want to follow Jesus. Stanza two, I want to look at Jesus. Stanza three, I want to be with Jesus. And we will look at each stanza in turn as we reflect on Paul's call to walk as children of the light, to be at home in the light of Christ. So the first stanza, I want to follow Jesus. Walk in the light exhorts Paul. The, this hymn is listed, as you look at the top note, it's in the, listed in the epiphany section of our hymnal. You know, that season that comes right after Christmas. 
Epiphany is the, the Gentile Christmas because Jesus was made manifest or revealed during this season. Um, one of the biblical passages that supports the text is Isaiah 42, verse 6. And God says, I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And a star led those Gentile magi on a long journey to this light, this light for all the nations, a babe laying in a manger. The star of my life is Jesus, the hymn goes. I think she's saying something like this, Jesus is my north star. Jesus is your north star. Uh, Your walk as a child of light is guided by this star. We follow that star, that light. And yes, walking as a child of the light can be difficult. Just ask the disciples, not the twelve, but there were other disciples who were following Jesus at a time in our gospel reading. We see this, that they were offended by what Jesus said. He said his flesh is the salvation of the whole world. He is God in the flesh. He was talking about not so much communion here, but his incarnation. He came in the flesh. Do you believe that? Jesus really is the bread of life that has come down from heaven. Eat his flesh, have life. Don't eat his, don't eat his flesh, no life. There's no option B here. <laughs> Jesus is claiming that he is the secret to life. And John records that many who were walking and following after Jesus, stopped walking after him that day. But Peter, surprisingly, he gets it right. Jesus has the words of eternal life. He wanted to follow Jesus. His confession has become a spiritual song for us. We sang it earlier. Hallelujah, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. Second stanza. I want to look at Jesus. I want to look at Jesus, you know, like Thomerson, but I look at my heart and, I, and who I once was in darkness and, and I, I realized that darkness, I once was darkness. That's what Paul says. And no, and, and I look at Jesus, and you may look at Jesus, and you, but you look at your own heart, and you say, well, my heart still loves the darkness. I look around me, and there is darkness. And my path is darkened. And we cry out like Thomerson. I want to look at Jesus. Clear sun of righteousness, shine on my path and show me the way to the Father. How did Jesus show us the way to the Father? How did he become the clear sun of righteousness? Well, it was a dark day, a very dark day. Jesus hangs on the cross and the sun has gone into hiding. And the darkness of evil is, is collapsing in upon Jesus Injustice and hatred and anger and violence and bloodshed and greed and envy. And the, the list is long. 
And all of that is swirling around Jesus and he gives himself over to it. He dies in the darkness for us. And we do know, though, what happens next with Jesus. On Easter morning, a new day dawns. The sun rises. The Son of God rises. And all those powers of darkness, all the darkness of the tomb, all the darkness of death, all of it is just shattered when Jesus walks out of the tomb in the light of his glorious resurrection. And he who believes in Jesus will live in the life and the light of his resurrection. Jesus is our righteousness, and he shows us the way back to the Father. Stanza three, I want to be with Jesus. But we know, we know the continued story that the Father Almighty raises Jesus from the dead. Then he ascended. Jesus ascended into heaven and sits at his right hand, the Father's right hand. And from there he will come to judge the living and the dead. So now we live in this in-between time. We live in that time between his first and his second coming. And as Thomerson says, I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. But for now, we run a race, and we run it how? Well, we run it with patience. And when the race is over, we shall know the joy of Jesus. And meanwhile, we still have to run the race in this veil of tears and darkness, and the darkness still swirls around us. Uh, we, we still see injustice and violence and bloodshed and greed and anger and hatred and envy, and that list is long, long indeed. And much like when we saw when Paul wrote Ephesians, except, except for one difference, when Paul wrote, he spoke about the, these deeds being done in darkness and in secret and in hiding. But today, they are blatant, wide open. Uh, watch TV, stream a movie, log onto a computer, and you can see sexual immorality, profanity, abuse, scams, and every kind of darkness and wickedness you could imagine, and many more that you can't. And it's all too exposed. Way too exposed for anyone and everyone to get an eyeful. And that is not going to change until Jesus comes back. On the last day, and, and does away with the darkness once and for all. But in spite of that darkness that swirls around us and our lives, Jesus has these words, you are light. You are the beloved of God, and we are, we are children of light because of the resurrection. And that's not all. Paul says, he goes on to say, walk as children of light, to discern what is good and right and true to not get caught up in those deeds of darkness, but to live wisely, making most of the time the opportunity that we have 
to awake to a new awareness and a joyful, fit, fruitful, and good life. We embody, broken as we are, we embody the kingdom of Christ when we love and when we forgive and when we serve and help and care for one another. We're not called to self-centered greed or lust or indulgence of any kind. We're called to one another. Called to living in loving relationships with each other. Submitting to one another out of Christ's love. Thomerson's prayer and song becomes our prayer and our song. I want to walk as a child of the light. We follow Jesus. We look at Jesus. We want to be with Jesus. We walk as children of the light. And we live in his light. We live in this joyful truth. In him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. And so we sing. And we pray, shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding, guard, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.